1: Inside Sources with Boyd, Boyd, Matheson, Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson. We're listening to the extended version of Inside Sources on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a fantastic day, as always. I want to know what's on your mind. What's happening in your neck of the woods? So shoot us a text on the Utah Community Credit Union text line five seven five zero zero again five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. Only when it's safe, because safety first. And uh, we'll share some of those as we cruise through the afternoon today. And if you happen to miss uh, our last uh, two segments, we had uh, Clark Gilbert, president of the BYU Pathway Program, uh, which has over 45,000 students uh, around the world and growing every day, uh, offering a very affordable, very accessible uh, opportunity for higher education. And uh, really worth checking out. There was a fantastic uh, story today uh, on Deseret.com dot com by Tad Walsh, uh, with the headline "A Private College Degree for Less Than Nine Thousand uh, Dollars: How a Ten Year Old School Is Disrupting Higher Education." And you know, higher education is going to continue to be a big uh, challenge, especially here in the United States and around the world. Uh, as uh, as Clark Gilbert mentioned, the uh, the rate of, of kids who enter is maybe going up but those that are completing is, isn't going anywhere and especially those uh, that are in that space where they are first generation college students or they come from lower income uh, their dropout rate is is almost 89 percent I love that they call it a stopout rate because uh, it's just taking a pause and and then coming back uh, but there are some some great things there if you missed that uh segment of the program, you can listen to that on the KSL News Radio app and uh, or you can go to ksl.com, go to the podcast page. That'll be up a little later this afternoon. We'll get that posted so you can uh, listen back through. Some great insights, some great advice, some great resources available uh, to get education. And, and it really leads to this whole idea of in- innovation in education. I uh, was reminded by one of our great texters that uh, you know it's it's not for everyone and and college is not for everyone. And as most of you know, it wasn't for me. And uh, there are a lot of different paths to it. Uh, I am all about, I wish we would bring back uh, the apprentice style programs, not the Donald Trump version of the apprentice, but real apprentice programs. Uh, because I think we lost a lot in our country. Uh, you think of those that were apprenticed in uh, in printing and in, you know, a host of other things. There, There's just something to that. Uh, in fact, I, I remember um, a United States senator one time. <laughs> was talking to a group of recent graduates uh, from a law school. And one of the graduates during the Q&A session uh, was being a, a little bit boastful and uh, had graduated at the top of the class and all of those things and kind of had listed off all of his awesomeness. And And then he asked the question to the senator, you know, what would your advice be for a newly graduated, newly passed the bar lawyer. And what he was really saying, for someone as as awesome as I am, what should I do next? And I will never forget the response. The response was, what you have to remember is that all of your college and all of your law school training and all that you studied to pass the bar has qualified you to be a most extraordinary apprentice in a law firm. (laughs) And this poor student just was in a puddle on the floor was just, you know, collapsed, uh, in shock that all of that work was so that he could be a really good apprentice and learn the law and learn how to apply it and learn how to serve people and all of uphold, you know, the constitution, all of those things. Uh, but it, it was a good reminder to me that it is, it's the, uh, it's always what you learn after you learn what you need to learn that matters. And we need to to raise, I would often say this uh, when I had the opportunity in Washington and and around the country uh, to young people, that the most important skill you're going to get out of your college or university or even high school experience is learning how to learn. So there is a discipline to learning. So you have to learn that skill. And then you have to learn to love learning because that's the real test especially when you live at a time like we do where we have more changes in one of our 24-hour days than occurred in decades of our grandparents' lives. And so if you aren't constantly learning and developing and growing, uh, you're in trouble. And sadly for many Americans in particular, the moment that that high school graduation tassel gets moved, or the moment they graduate from college, the learning stops. The books get put on the shelf, the, uh, all of the key websites get you know swept aside, no longer in the bookmark section of your uh, internet browser, and you stop learning. And that's the real risk. It's always about continuous learning. And I found that regardless of the profession, regardless of the industry, And regardless of the economy, the people who constantly learn are always in demand. If you are humble enough and hungry enough to be a lifelong learner, you will always have a chance. You will always have an opportunity to do something. And I think that's an important part of this process. I think part of what the Pathway Program is getting to is developing that very skill, learning how to learn learning a specific set of skills, but most importantly, learning to love learning because that, once you become a lifelong learner, everything in your world changes. And to me, that's the, that's the real power of all of this because when we talk about things like upward mobility, upward mobility is really a byproduct of someone who's constantly learning, challenging themselves, growing, applying, testing, doing it all over again. Uh, That's uh, that's where it really happens. So a lot of interesting things that that are happening on the education front again as we get back to school this week. And uh, we'll talk about a few things later on in the uh, two o'clock hour. We'll talk about some of the conversations you should be having with your students during this uh, first couple of weeks of school, how you can have better conversations with your students throughout the year. Uh, as part of KSL's focus on uh, back to school this week. So stay with us on all of that. I want to hit just briefly before we uh, go to the top of the hour break, uh, President Trump, as I mentioned, uh, answered a few questions from the Oval Office. And one of the hot topics of the day today is the economy. And are we headed towards recession? Here's what President Trump had to say. Honestly, I'm prepared for everything. I don't think we're having a recession. We're doing tremendously well. Our consumers are rich. I gave a tremendous tax cut, and they're loaded up with money. They're buying. I saw the Walmart numbers. They were through the roof just two days ago. Uh, that's better than any poll. That's better than any economist. And most economists actually say that we're not going to have a recession. Okay, so the president's clearly trying to reframe that conversation. Uh, The one thing that uh, I'm quite certain about with a recession is is that often they are talked into and talked out of uh, by what is projected by leaders in Washington, business leaders and so on. Uh, And it is easy to get into the mire of, oh, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And everyone starts talking recession. And then suddenly consumers are holding back a little bit saying, yeah, maybe I shouldn't make that new purchase or maybe I should hold back. Then that hits the small business owner that says, okay I'm not going to expand. I'm not going to hire that new position. I'm going to hold on. You have big companies who are going to say, well, well, let's let's wait until the first quarter of next year to see if we want to really expand the plant or uh, open up a new line of of merchandise and so on. So all of that can be talked into. And so we have to be very careful about that. Uh, I think uh, from a political standpoint, I think the Democrats have to be very careful, uh, because if it appears to them that they are cheering on a recession, that would be a problem. Uh, and that, that would backfire uh, in a big way. So they've got, to, they've got to walk a really fine line in terms of, hey, we want the economy to do well, we want the American people to do well, and we have this plan to make it better. And that's where I think they, the Democrats have been lacking thus far. The president, obviously, is looking at all options on the table, including including a payroll tax uh, to offset some of those recession fears, so we'll we'll break that down in the coming days to see what that really means. How far is that proposal gone? Who might be on board when the House and the Senate uh, get back from their in-state work periods, and uh, will they address any of that? And there's a host of other uh, issues they're going to have to uh, address moving into the back half of the year before before you get to Iowa and some of those early primaries where everything will be about 2020. So uh, a lot to do there. But uh, I think the big thing is for all of us to stay engaged in the economy uh, and keep everything driving forward. We don't need Washington to tell us that. The vice President's going to learn that when he comes here on Thursday. All right. Time to step aside. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about a uh, act of civility by former Senator John McCain. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.